0: Welcome to the VolleyPod where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the VolleyPod is your new source for coaching information. morning and welcome to the volley pod how are you today todd
1: davis i'm doing well the question is how are you with uh is it's morning are you getting any sleep now being (laughs) this new dad
0: no i (laughs) am not but i am so glad to be here talking volleyball my daughter is beautiful and my wife is beautiful and wonderful things are going good
1: well that's exciting stuff exciting stuff and we get to spend a little time talking some ball gave give you a little break from from being a dad
0: absolutely and i'm so stoked to be here today we got a really cool episode what is the skill of the day
1: one of my favorites davis the lift hip i'm a huge lift hip guy yep i remember playing against you <laughs> Yep. so let's talk about the rationale for the lift hip. why am i so such a such a fan of the lift hip? first we're both old beach guys. And can you lose you? You know, the first thing I first thing I ask my players is can you use the lift tip on the beach? And they go, No, you can't do that on the beach. That's, that's they, you get called on that. And my my question to them is why? Right. And the answer is, well, you have this great control. And it would be too easy to score on the beach if you were able to open your hand and throw the ball around, right? Uh, that's a good reason why wait a minute, if they're letting us do this indoors, Let's take advantage of it. Let's get good at this skill. It's a great way of starting it off. So that's my, that's the the start. And then the second thing is, uh, just from a physics standpoint, you have this big surface area of your hand you get to put on the ball and it's moving slowly. Right. So that means there's more control. And for me, fewer errors. Yes. How many people make errors on lift tips? Right. Very, very few Absolutely. errors on lift tips. Yeah. There's more errors on roll shots, Absolutely. right? Because people will kind of clip the back and we'll go in the net or something, but on lift tips, very few errors. So that's why True. I love it. So True. high hitting percentage because of low errors. And that's then good. last, and then lastly, pressuring the defense. Okay. Like you said, you didn't like playing against us. So you, <laughs> you're talking about Kristen, uh, that she had a good one, especially with kids who can bring heat. And then you can pressure the defense to defend uh, the whole court. Mm -hmm. And I love the tip that, that goes right over the block. So that area that is, you know, three to five feet over the block, you know, that's a tough area to defend. Absolutely. A lot of team, it it takes time to, to,
0: to to work on defending that area. Yeah. And even if you dig it, it's a difficult dig and it's a difficult transition especially on the left side the setters right
1: back we love we call those body blows I love that okay <laughs> hey you're gonna hey th- she got it but you got to set her on the floor yep. uh and that's a body blow against the setter and uh, setters don't fun. like doing that you were a setter did yeah. you like making that move heck no
0: I want to set yeah no I totally I think that's a great point So, okay, well, let's get into,
1: I'll give you a couple of keys of the way we teach it. Uh, we start with aggressive approach. Okay. So it starts with, uh, our simple keys, aggressive approach. And what does that mean? Aggressive? It means slow to fast or walk to run. And then we want that aggressive double arm lift, because that's one of the cues that defenders will use to pick up off speed and tips. Uh, They don't see the arms moving fast in a double arm lift. Okay, so we want to see slow to fast aggressive double arm lift. And then we want that arm back in preparation. So that's the second thing is, hey, can you get your arm back? And what we call hide the logo, so that you're not facing the net, So if you're coming in, let's say for a left side attack, you pull that arm back, the defender can't see the front of your jersey. They can't see your uh, you got a coast t shirt on today right there. They can't see your coast logo. Okay, you pull that back. Okay. And then we get into the actual uh, contact of the ball and we want that big hand uh, and flexed elbow and flexed wrist. So if we put our hands up to set, and we see that flexed elbow and flex wrist. Now we just kind of point that elbow forward and then we use that flex elbow and that big hand flexed elbow flex wrist and we hit the bottom of the ball, which is big because a lot of you know i'm not a big throw tip guy okay. because i think a lot of players throw the ball right around the block right at the defenders right. so right. i like lifting the ball to specific areas so okay. we want to lift the ball that means bottom of the ball we're going to lift it right over the block so it lands close to the blocker it's not in the air that long which means that the uh, defenders have to move uh more quickly to get it uh so we, we say, hey, it's a one-handed set. And one of the things with setting is we don't like sets with spin. Right. And I think if you have a good lift tip, it doesn't have spin.
0: Uh, I like that. And too. I think
1: that you control it and you can right. tell. So that's one of the cues we use with our with our lift tippers. Hey, if it has spin, that means you're not contacting it the way we want to contact. It. It's right. not hitting the pads of your hands. Okay. It's spitting off your fingers. And we want that pad because we think that's more control. Like that. Just like we would with a set. Hey, does if the set's twizzling out of your hands, you know, we don't think it has a lot of control.
0: Right. Okay. That's really cool. I like so that.
1: those are the keys. Pretty simple. You know, we okay. start on the on the ground, just just going back and forth over the net, and then as soon as we can, we add approaches, and we're looking at that aggressive approach.
0: Yes, and and I call it selling it. Right. I mean, would you, something like that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Hey, we want to look the same every time. Can you have a little variety pack, a little toolbox of shots, but can your preparation for each of those look the same?
0: Love it. Love it. Yep.
1: The last thing I'm going to get into is a new thing I'm working on, Mm -hmm. and that is some uh, tipping tactics. And so we're trying to get some nomenclature now, uh, and we call it ABC. Okay. And for us, uh, an A is a tip right over the block down the line. A B is more toward the middle, and a C is the a cut. So anytime uh, we're tipping like along the net, that's a C. And so we can talk to our our attackers and say, Hey, this team is playing. Their left in and their right back uh, is way back deep in the court to dig, and their left side is getting all of the tips. So we're going to tip that down the line. We're going to we're going to make that left side lay out on the floor, on the on the opposite sidelines. I love <laughs> On that, that right sideline. Uh on the other hand, if let's say they're in a rotation defense and their right back is up under the block, we'd say, hey, let's tip along the net more and get it into the B or C range to make that person run, especially if it's a setter, to make that person run through the middle of the court. So there's that, what we call kind of demolition derby. Can we run people <laughs> into each other Right on the tip? So we're trying to name those and have liberos call it, you know, behind blockers to behind the attacker to, to help out, hey, 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 saying, hey, that, that, defend, that right back defender is way back and we can drop that lift tip in front of them.
0: I love that. You know, and two things, uh, you know, when I hear you talk about the lift tip, first of all, when most people that I talk to talk about tipping, they call it just tipping or a drop tip. You call it a lift tip, right? And it's, and it's, words matter, right? I'm I'm a language
1: guy. I'm an old English teacher. Right. And so
0: it's, when I think of lifting it, you're from the bottom, almost lifting it up, right? And that, that may be a better cue for them no, I like to, it. You know oh, yeah. I mean? And that's
1: why we that's why we use that we use that term. And uh, the ABC thing we also uh, we love that tip out of the middle. Yes. And always tipping to the side of the second blocker. Okay. So if we set the middle, whether it's slow or fast, if we're one on one, we want to hit we think right. hey, we got in a one on one situation. Let's hit it as hard as we can. Uh, but if there's two blockers in front of us and let's say it's that left front, then we can tip that ball along the net for us. We, we, tr- we call our middles just like our lefts. Okay. So that tip to area four would be a C. Mm-hmm. the okay. tip right over the block would be the b we love that tip from the middle we love that b tip right in the middle of the yep. court and that then Russian derby and then the the a tip is the one we would use is let's say you're on a let's maybe a 31 or you have right front is in a big bunch against you okay. and we're going to tip over that block we, we love two. that we area two is a tough area to defend
0: absolutely yeah. i really like that and uh I think the tip along the net from the left is underutilized and underpracticed. Definitely. So I guess that would be one thing that I would add to that. And then also like the idea is just having a bunch of variety. I feel like everyone drop tips to one spot. Like they have their spots like donut, you know, or or I always drop tip to the line, but like to be to have multiple tips, I, th- I think that's a really really cool idea super cool
1: good stuff well I think that takes us uh into the
0: scenario into the scenario what's your scenario today so today the scenario is what we do when the outcome is pretty predictable of a match either you're probably likely to win or you're probably likely to lose
1: so there's that discrepancy in talent is so large that it's really tough to say. Oh, we're going to beat these guys.
0: Let's go! <laughs> right, <laughs> and uh, I, we've all been in these types of matches. Well, right, on both sides. On both sides, right? And I mean, hopefully, you're getting you know more of the of the high side. But it's like you know, the the higher level you go up, the more you're in these matches where you're going to either win or lose. So I think this is a great topic to uh, talk about as a scenario. Um, let's start with talking about when you're likely to win. Okay. Um, so let's, so if we look at that scenario, that would be something like, okay,
1: I'm in warmups and you know, my team finishes warming up and they start, let's say they're on the end line stopping balls from the other team (laughs) and no ball goes over the net. Right. And so our teams aren't stupid. Right. they're going to look at that and go wait a minute there's a big discrepancy here so is that kind of what you're talking that's about? that's
0: kind of what i mean and okay. maybe you're looking through it or maybe you've seen them play before okay and you know you've seen some scores or whatever and and it's and i say likely to with quotes right because anything can happen anything can happen right yep and so one of the things we want to do is make sure that the team is not thinking oh we're definitely going to win this right they stay focused so one of the things we want them to do is really stay focused on their side of the net. So um,
1: I guess my question to you then, first of all, do you acknowledge the discrepancy? Or do you say, hey, we treat it just the same, you know, as, as we're playing our rival who, you know, we have these knockdown dragouts with. Well, you say, listen, hey, there's a discrepancy here. We're a more experienced team. Or do you not say anything?
0: So I've, I found it more, uh, I guess, genuine to me to, to, say there's a discrepancy I do as well okay so and I and I think that the team knows it and that's why if I if I try to act like it's not it, it seems a little bit disingenuous yep. and they can sense that I you know yeah I that? agree so, so I mean I'll say like look I I think we can beat this team right but we're gonna stay focused on our side of the net so right?
1: that that your side focus okay yeah and
0: I think that's really key because you know whoever you're playing that's gonna be that's gonna be important right? And that team wants you to play. Well, that team doesn't want you to come and mess around and just, you know, the team that you're playing wants a challenge as well. So in order to honor them, we're going to play well, we're going to do the best we can. And we're going to be focused on our side of the net with respect, of course.
1: And I think that's a big one, uh, you know, mentioning that respect. Yes, because I think uh, we've all been in situations where we've seen teams, uh, you know, there's a big discrepancy, and their affect changes, and they're laughing when kids make uh you know really bad you know silly errors yeah. mm-hmm. and it's just it's disrespectful and and yeah. that's one thing that if there's anything that gets me upset, it would be something like that
0: absolutely and you can beat a team twenty five o twenty five one respectfully, and you can also do that with a total you know being very rude. And, and I've seen it both ways and it's not cool. So I think you honor them by being respectful, trying your best and also being just good competitor. We're always trying to teach them that. What else
1: do you think when you have that big discrepancy, what else are you doing?
0: So one of the things is like, we'd like to expand their comfort zone in game like scenarios, right? So some of the things that we've tried in practice, we might try a little bit more of in the game because it still is a game meaning yeah like, give me some examples so some things we might try is maybe like hitting a shot that they're not as familiar with or not as comfortable with like maybe a thumb down you know sharp angle shot or or a lift tip to, to across the net like okay. we're talking about yep. something like that or if we've been practicing and it's and again we're not just throwing them into random stuff if they've never done it in practice we're not just gonna say hey we're winning you know 20-0 just you know, I might do that.
1: Really? Yeah. something. <laughs> okay, like with serving, especially because uh-huh. if we're on this big serving run, and we have a you know, I used to when I was coaching the young, you know, 12s and 14s. Yep. And, you know, and let's say they're, uh, let's say it's a float server, a standing float server, I might say, Oh, I'll jump float. And then, the girl would jump float and hit two aces right. and I go, okay, well I, that didn't stop her. Okay. What right. am I going to do next? The I mean, next thing I want to do, I'll go, okay, you got to jump spin <laughs> all, I've never done that. And I'm all, well, this okay. Is the time. okay, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, okay. So we, I would do some stuff like that. I'd probably take some risks like that. And once again, yeah. staying respectful, but yeah. putting pressure on that player. Well, I, to try something. New. Yeah,
0: and I guess my thing on that, I'd probably do the same thing, but maybe just they'd probably practiced it before in yeah. practice. Right. But but I mean, I, I think we're kind of you know thinking sort of the similar thing. Like, can we expand their comfort zone? Um, because they're on the court playing a match, right? What they do in practice a lot of times doesn't exactly correlate to what they do in the game. Because they kind of got to play a little bit safer in in a way, but um, in those situations we can play a little bit more um, aggressively and just differently, I guess. And then a little bit of uh, like we just mentioned some experimentation, right? Like if we've run a a one like a couple times in practice, I want to run it in the game if we're if we're likely to win. You know what I mean? It'd be fun. You know. Um, And then the the other thing I guess is you know, maybe set some people that don't get set as much, right? Like, so we talked about having a primary hitter. Maybe those uh, secondary hitters get more sets and they actually are the primary hitter that game, or you even just sit your best player. See, I I
1: like that and say, hey, this is an opportunity for the team to play without the player maybe that plays all the time and is their Mm -hmm. best player. Maybe it's your second setter that doesn't get as much time and they get to play, you know, two whole
0: sets. And maybe you put your other setter in a different position and you flip some positions a little bit. Uh, Yeah. Flipping positions. that stuff's really cool too. I mean, depends on how far out it is. Right. But yeah, I I really like that. Um, And, and you might even tell your best player, look, I'm not going to play you right? You always get to play, right? Right, And so you're gonna warm up, but I'm just I'm telling you, you're not gonna play this game, you know. And so it's not a negative, right? And she's not trying to figure out like what's going on. So let's flip to the other side, right? Okay,
1: yeah. What about you're going in there? And once again, you're sitting in the in your team just warmed up and you're a, you know, pretty low level team 50% of your kids are hitting balls over and then you see a team warm up.
0: And they are you know far (laughs) more experienced well i have a quick one on this i have a pretty good club team actually a very good club team and we were playing a team and you know how we were shagging on the end line they were just bouncing it over our shagging line every time (laughs) and we're like oh no it was colorado juniors uh, 16 ones and we're like oh my goodness like okay and so it's not like we we Thought we were gonna lose. We're always gonna go into it with the approach of we're gonna try to do our best. And I think again, it's not necessarily focusing on winning or losing, it's focusing on our side of the net. Right. Um, do you have anything on that? Yeah, I think how we frame that. I think hey, the kids, you know, they're gonna see that and they're gonna go, oh my gosh.
1: Right. And you know, my I always wanna frame stuff in ways maybe that they they're not thinking about. Can I give them a different look at this? And one of my looks would be, hey, listen. We see them over there. If we both play our best volleyball, they're probably gonna win. Right. And that's okay. Acknowledge that's okay. It. It's okay. Mm-hmm. However, big upsets occur all the time in all yes. sports. And they happen because a couple things happen. Number one, the team that isn't as talented just plays hard. Yes. And just plays every point hard over and over and over. And then the team that's way more talented, a couple bad things happen and they start to freak out. Yep. And then Upsets can occur, so we yes. always want to put our. Can we put ourselves in a place to upset this team? I like that on our side of the net, and then whatever happens on their side of the net happens. I if like they play, that. if they play a great match, that's okay. Right, it's okay. We're going to learn, and we're we're going to learn how to get better because
0: we have a great model. Absolutely, and I and I think what you, all that's great, and I'm so with you. But uh, framing it as an opportunity, right? We're playing great volleyball. This is we're together. And then, you know, focusing on some of the things that they can control, right? If they're bouncing the ball straight down over you and it's over you, maybe that's something you can't control. But can you get in front of them, right? And if they hit it to the tape level, you block them. Something like that. You know, we're talking about kids, so maybe little kids. But you get the idea. So it's like, can we get into the huddle well?
1: Oh, see, I like that
0: stuff a lot. Like, I like that stuff because that's dealing with adversity yes right can we get into the huddle look the same as we always look right be a great teammate have our affect be the same whether we're winning or losing and that in itself is a challenge and that's going to build adversity
1: right well hey if they can do that that's you can end the match with oh gosh you guys i'm so proud of the way you competed you know we lost you know 25 6 25 8 but gosh you guys stayed together the whole time I looked at the huddle and you looked exactly like it did when we were ahead. So that was great. And so instead of going, oh, we're so embarrassed that we lost by this big amount, we're going, hey, we're celebrating the fact that you learned how to deal with adversity and you guys stayed together. Mm -hmm. And this was a great test for us. And you guys passed with flying colors.
0: Absolutely. And then, you know, we didn't talk about this in the pre-pod, but one of the things that just popped into my mind is like acknowledging some of the really cool plays that do happen. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, even if you do get your butt kicked, you probably made a cool play. Well, once again,
1: if they're attacking the balls, we might be have the chance to make digs we've never ever made
0: before. Yes. if <laughs> they're of, not, we, we can't do that in practice against each other. Exactly. <laughs> and one of the, what, real quick, one of our favorite kids, Matsa, Matsa, she from, she's on my oh, yeah. team, we were playing this team, it was just lighting balls up and always going faster than our block could handle. But Matza or libero, made so many awesome digs so it was like okay we lost we, we you know kind of got beat up in the match but man great digs and way to stick in there right. i love stuff like that so it can really be a, a positive it really can have
1: you ever played around with a score
0: this is one that i, I think i do and and typically i break the game into three thirds and and end game that's what okay. i typically do but tell me about so your, tell me about
1: your three-thirds
0: tell me about that third. okay so um what I like is first to seven first 14 first to 21 and then end game
1: end game I, I like that vocabulary of in game because yeah. things some things change there and I like that so that's that's a cool way to do it
0: so yeah so that's kind of like the typical match flow but when you're down or you're likely to be down you had a really cool approach and I think this is awesome would you mind sharing this with everyone yeah
1: so these are mini games to five okay and so we're gonna start we start uh we start the set uh we play a game to five and let's say the other team their best server goes out there and scores four points and we get the misses a serve so we uh and then they get a side out so they win that first one five to one okay. we wipe the slate clean and we start a new game to five we go hey uh-huh. we want to score more than one point in our next game to five yes and cool. so we're always trying to so every five points we wipe the slate clean and we start again so there's always this new start so it's not that oh we're down 15 to three it's hey we we're trying to get more than one point in this next game to five because
0: they've won the first three five to one so cool it brings them present yep and bringing them into the present is such a key part of competing and so i love that really cool um and then i guess the only thing i'd add is if you're if you're you know, playing a team that's really, you know, maybe stronger than you, you have to be aggressive, right? You have to be aggressive. If, and if you're playing tentative, you know, you're not going to create the stress that you need to put that team under stress when they sort of may lose focus or become a little bit high air. Right. We can't play. We can't play
1: conservatively. So our servers have to serve tough. Probably, you know, usually, you know, if we want 80% uh, served normally in, let's say for a kids' team, uh, young 12s team, or something that isn't an, an advanced team, let's say 80% is our normal goal. Hey, uh, for this match, it's going to be 50 or 60%. We want you to go for it yep. because if we serve just into these guys, it's going to be too easy for them yeah so uh yeah when we celebrate those uh you know them taking
0: risks and kind of That's getting cool. out of their comfort zone super cool so some ideas for people to think about i mean it's definitely a really cool challenge both ways
1: oh those are uh those are the
0: uh, situations that teach you how to coach David. oh absolutely yeah. and they're fun right so um let's move on to the videos what do videos we got?
1: okay well uh the first one is uh is a shameless plug it's the okay. one i did with uh one, of, one another one of our favorite kids audrian yes she demoed the lift tip and we okay. did it actually during the pandemic so we're all messed up okay uh demoing the lift tips so that's uh on the art of coaching it's on one of those uh, quick hitters it's a two minute video so it's easy it goes through uh, the same keys that, that I mentioned earlier. Okay. Uh, the second one is from Mark Barnard at Oregon State. Okay. And it's a drill that I think you know. I call it Two's Transition.
0: Okay, yes. And I think you yes. know this
1: one. Yeah. Uh, but kids get to work on the lift tip. And you have uh, a hitter on each side and then a defender setter. And, and the defender setter hits it twice. So they dig it to themselves and they set it. And the attacker works on blocking and then transition okay so you get a bunch of good work in in kind of game-like lift tip work uh with uh the attacker blocking and then getting into great transition work you know you know what
0: i call that one in our practice what do you call it maddox <laughs> all right i got i
1: got it. cool that's that's I, I, one of my
0: favorites you do it a bunch and i okay. do it a bunch now because of that yep. so it's cool yeah anyway it's a good drill great one
1: and then the third one is uh from one of the founders russ rose oh, and yes. those guys are lift tipping but they're doing it out of the back row Oh, okay. So you watch their back row attacks. And so he's using the lift tip when teams are gang blocking and putting three up there in big bunch and they're putting three up against their pipe. Okay. So they're tipping right over the block and then they're tipping toward the sideline and they're laying people out from the back row. Those guys are so physical. They can contact the ball from five feet away and the lift tip can be uh, because usually a back row attack, and you know, you're thinking, "Hey, we're going to deep in there." Right. Uh, and so they're, they're, he's using it there. So I like it kind of a little more advanced. Yeah. Uh, so those cool. are the those are the three.
0: Very cool. How
1: about a resource? What do okay. you have for? So us?
0: the resource this week is a really excellent resource. You can find it on Instagram and TikTok. It's Cameron Performance. It's Cameron with the C Performance. And basically, this guy came up through the Canada national team pipeline. He's a libero, but he's got a bunch of what I'd say is fairly advanced stuff, simplified, really to a point where you can gather a ton of information in a very short time. He's got a bunch of stuff on fitness and working out, but his best stuff I think is his arm swing stuff. He Talks about really simple, clean ideas on passing, like just, um, under and behind. You know okay. simple stuff like right. that but he's wonderful and um i will include his link tree in the show notes but you can just find him at cameron performance on instagram cool yeah what a great episode so we talked about lift tipping we talked about uh, scenarios where you may know the outcome or it may be pretty obvious what the outcome is or there's a
1: big discrepancy there's in a talent. Big discrepancy right. in talent i guess we'll put so, yeah. it that way
0: yeah and then we also talked about the videos and then um Cameron performance so another great episode good to have you back
1: all right well thanks Davis I learned a bunch again so look forward to
0: the next one absolutely I'll see you soon bye-bye